Hey guys, this is T, and you're listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with Gar and Josh. Enjoy the show, and remember, stonks do go up. The stonks are going up, T, because Mr. Landvik's here. It's going to be Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. It's 5 p.m. sharp out there. Uh, it's still uh, it's still a somber fall, Josh, I think, looking outside. It's... Uh, we're going to need a little extra kick of happiness today. So, Walters, let's just get right into it. This is podcast number 85, I'm pretty sure. So, let's be happy. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do, except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle grants. <laughs> Not after last time. <laughs> Not after last time. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I'm one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined uh, by your other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to the folks out there. Hi, folks. It's me, Josh. <laughs> The energy is just off the charts from Josh today. Join our Discord if you'd like to chat with us early and often. You can leave us voicemails of any kind at anchor.fm slash hoodpod. If you want to kick it old school, you can leave us an email with uh, our email address, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. You can also find out some more cool stuff on our website, hiddenoaksoverdose.com. Uh, the segment start times are down in the description below. You guys know how that works by now. And uh, thank you to at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for all the beautiful uh, art you can see out there. Josh, how we doing, pal? doing how are you gar good i will say you uh i don't know if you're one who normally is susceptible to uh the sad or the the seasonal affective disorder or maybe it's because you're feeling the weight of a thousand worlds because you're about to have a child but you do seem a bit more somber pal is there anything i can do for the next hour to cheer you up if not for me for the other people out there all our fans no no. i think what you need to do is tell me how to raise my mic so i'm not slouching as much because I think when I slouch, the fun gets caught in my throat. Oh, no. So so it's really just a posture thing. The fun's getting caught, and now you just you straighten that back out a little bit, yep. and you'll be set. Yep. yep. Oh, chair can go lower. So that is news. But, yeah, um, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be somber, trying not to get too worked up, because you are right. We are going to have a child at some point in the next uh, seven to eight uh, weeks. Um, <laughs> seven to eight you know, business are those business weeks or normal weeks uh lunar weeks oh jeez. Um, so we are um yeah no tomorrow night at 7 30 we're scheduled to go in for her to be induced if there's no setbacks um so that's kind of the plan at this point so just trying to get everything in order i wrote my will this morning um so that's all good to go um don't know why I did. Don't have anything to give away. Everything's alone. Um, but yeah, how are you, Gar? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get more into how I am in the fantasy zone. But Ooh, okay, I'm doing good. I will admit. I mean, it's. Uh, I definitely can notice some differences uh, with the autumn going strong. Um, but uh, you know, you just get wrapped up in other things. Football's going. The Vikings are running by. I kind of felt like I was on a buy. I didn't watch too terribly much football this week instead i was obsessed with a show um called you on netflix apparently i had missed the first two seasons but uh, the third season just came out and i've 
uh, already binged the whole thing, having just started it since the last pod. So you could say I have a problem, uh, but that's the Netflix model is just binging and going crazy. So if you haven't seen the show You on Netflix yet, definitely not kid-friendly, but um, if you and or the spouse are looking for a show, watch You. It's, uh, it's an interesting thriller-type show. Uh, but no, otherwise, uh, personally, I'm doing good, I'd say. All things considered. Let's uh, let's keep her moving, Josh. Let's go to the Fantasy Zone, huh, pal? Who brings us the Fantasy Zone each and every week? No, nobody other than Mr. Sky Busters himself. Um, and so we want to say thank you, Mr. Sky Busters. Um, your business model, as always, is stellar, busting through that sky. Um, and we'd also consider that an infringement on... Um, nasa and mr musk but uh you know you have a different name for it so maybe someday somebody will realize you're trying to work your way to outer space do you think the skybusters are in the space race do you think there's so there's musk and then there's you know a couple steps down there's bezos and then a couple more steps down there's like uh richard branson or whoever do you think you know like about 50 steps below richard branson brian's working with some sort of uh model rocket in his back in his backyard right now just trying to bust that sky yeah. No, I think he's a little behind even that. Um, so if we were to have like a ramp, we'd have to dig into the ground a little to get him there. I think he's sitting there with like a uh, um, a BB gun shooting in the sky to try and wear it down a bit before he does the model rocket technique. I mean, that's um, smart he though. Is, he's further along than we are. I haven't, I'm not doing that. I have, so, I have never um, once even thought about busting the sky. So he's got, he's got a leg up on me for sure. Yeah. How about food sponsors, Gar? Do you have any this week? Oh, yeah. We went to Costco over the weekend, pal. My sister was, uh, my mom and my sister were up in town. And, uh, you know, I, I used the mom's Costco card because I'm not paying that paying for that myself. But I got a bunch of uh, Arnie Palmer's, not the pounders, but got a bunch of, got like a 30 rack of uh, just uh, 11 and a half ounces here. And it still tastes just as good, even if it's not the Southern style or the, um, the strawberry but i've also got a chewy protein bar here kirkland brand and uh it's a lot thicker than the normal chewy bar so costco is doing the right things how about you josh you drinking or snacking over there well yeah like i said i when you asked me how i was doing i figured i'd get into it more during this because what i'm snacking on currently has to do with my somber mood i'm not sure if you've noticed but uh there's there's uh um a pandemic in the world right now what uh, a lot of people calling it COVID 19 and when did that happen hold on what yeah no um it's it's kind of a big deal i guess and apparently you're not allowed to play the foosball when you get it and every time i open reddit i seem to see you know Devonte adams has it and alan lazard has it and i'm just kind of waiting to see you know what kind of 15th string team we're going to trot out there against the undefeated arizona cardinals and I just, uh, you know, to to kind of to eat my feelings and, and my mood, I'm currently chewing on some uh, peanut, or not peanut butter, um, chew, I'm chewing on pancake mix and washing it down with syrup because what is the point in moving on <laughs> if, if, that's, if we're trotting out Equinamius St. Brown, Reggie Bagleton, and the cart pusher from the Target in Appleton? um it's (laughs) is reggie bagleton a real person that's a badass last name honestly yeah he he was uh i think he was canadian football league for a while and we signed him a couple weeks he's not on the team right now we cut him because we thought oh we'll be fine we're all vaccinated as someone who himself was fully vaxxed and got the COVID, it's not the end all be all uh, 
but yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Packers. I mean, but if there's anything that Packers fans love, Josh's excuse is now you guys just have about any excuse you need to say why you lost to the Cardinals. And if you lost to the Cardinals with a healthy team, then you'd have less excuses. So if anything, this is a win for you. Um, but we'll keep her moving right, here. Easy, Bob. <laughs> easy. I'm surprised you're not out throwing a parade because somebody got hurt on the Packers. Josh, you're. You, I know just you like. The I know you like to twist Vikings these. Fan. I know clap, you like to clap, clap, uh, clap, oh clap. Anthony Barr, let's break a collarbone. Oh clap, 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 clap. I know you like to twist things around. It's okay when you shit on injuries, but it's not okay when I do it. But uh, you know, we're not doing that today. We're not doing that right now. So uh, we've been kind of quiet in the gridiron gossip this week, Josh, or at least yeah, since this week, since the last pod. Uh, I noticed you did throw a message in there. Um, you said, "Are the Chiefs done?" And I think only Eric's replied, uh, mainly because Josh. I don't know if you noticed this when normally I'm trying to start like a gridiron gossip discussion I will tag the group since we are a mentions only podcast and anytime you send a message trying to start a discussion you do not tag the the group of you know gridiron discussioners is there is there a reason well, for that I mean, no but those that are true fans and um, truly into the whole thing they responded so it seems only Eric's cares um, and so thank you Eric's um, Al had something put in he didn't tag anybody he just wanted to know how national tight end day was going to go um, and so, you know, that he didn't tag. Where's his? No, I mean, I, I get it. You're I, a host honestly, of the show. Al's not. Yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's our audio Al. Um, yeah, just whatever. I'll tag people when I want to. To answer the question though, are the chiefs done? Nah. They're three and four right now. They're third place in their division. The Raiders and the Chargers look like uh, they're going to be hard to surpass. I mean, I don't know. I personally believe, especially when it comes to fantasy, you know, three and four, four and three at this point in the season, you're probably sitting pretty about right where you want to be in most leagues. Um, not too intimidating of a roster where people try, but not bottom of the barrel where you stop trying. So I think, yeah, anybody that's three and four or four and three in a league, uh, probably going to win the championship for the next 15 years running. Oh, you wouldn't happen to be three and four or four and three of any of your leagues, would you, Josh? Mm, it's possible. Definitely not the dynasty league, but, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure Brian is here just so he can feed off your pain. He's that meme I love to share all the time he, when he's, uh, I forget the guy's name from Parks and Rec, like his character's name. It's obviously Rafi, but I am fueled by your hatred. That's what Brian's doing right now. That's what he's trying to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs are done either. To answer the question myself, I think they'll, I mean, it doesn't, I'm winning their division. They're certainly on the outside looking in now, but, you know, if they don't make the playoffs, I would be surprised. Josh? Massive polls. There wasn't one last week, so let's talk about... He put out a very elaborate one this week. What do you got? Well, I don't know, because I had actually... Sub- did, you, did you read the text above it? Um, it because says, there's the poll, and then correct. there's the text above it. Yeah, I, 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 um, I do know how to read. Okay, so I just don't think many people do, and I know we have some Bears fans that are listeners, so I just want them to know that this is not a dig at their franchise. But you are chosen to rebuild a franchise after they fired their head coach, Nat Maggie, after the move from Chicago to Saskatchewan. Every player quits and leaves you with nothing. Though your talent was quite bare to begin, who would you pick to turn it around? See, nothing to do with the Chicago Bears. It's Chicago. So don't come at me, Bears fans. Um, anyways, the first option I put up was Peyton Manning, Delvin Cook, and Terrell Owens. Looks like we had two people vote for that. Uh, second one was Patrick Mahomes, LT, Marvin Harrison. Two people voted for that. Uh, nobody voted for Steve Young, Adrian Peterson, or Devontae Adams. Um, 
Nobody voted for Tom Brady, Nick Chubb, or Don Hudson. And then the last one was Brett Favre, O.J. Simpson, Randy Moss. We had two people vote for that. Gar, did you participate in said poll? Oh, for sure, Josh. I mean, I, I you, my hands were tied. I mean, I had to go with E. Um, there, there was no question ever when you put Favre in any of the options. I just really, I, I had to. We have to. I have to stay on brand here. Um, you know, I've, I have a reputation to uphold as a podcast host here. Also, I mean, O.J. Simpson, obviously legendary running back. I believe he's a Hall of Famer, if I am correct. Uh, he's a guy that really has just a killer instinct on the field great vision uh <laughs> great hands um you know great big hands you like to see that and then i mean randy moss i mean he's not the goat but uh he might be the most talented receiver to ever play so to to pick those three it'd be hard to pick against three i mean that's the one that's the one that has three hall of famers as well i mean uh most of them have at least two hall of famers um but this one has all three so i, I had to pick it yeah, see, I, I like how you noticed that because that's the one that I voted for too. If the first four had uh, either two retired or two active players, I believe, um, and no, they all had two retired except for D and Tom. That's because Tom Brady's at the age where he should have retired seven years ago, but he's still playing good. Um, and so that's E was the only right answer, um, I think, because OJ Simpson ran for two thousand yards in a fourteen game season. That's incredible was that so, good it's it's yeah it's more than most people have run in a 16 game season um i'm sure people didn't know who don hudson was but he is the goat when it comes to wide receivers uh i mean definitely so, not he, he could I mean, be he'd be the fifth of the top five if you want he's he's not uh he's not got the jerry rice numbers or the rainy moss numbers but or the to numbers i mean he's better than to that's but that's a hot take yeah well you know you don't know your football history bud um (laughs) i don't need to um and but yeah no i just figured it'd be a little fun to do something like that um got a whole bunch of discussion going on in the new channel josh's poll discussion where we were talking about my poll um and so um love to see all that um, a lot of people using invisible ink though, so we'll have to see if <laughs> they can switch to regular. Gotta get the lemon juice out or the, the what is the hair dryer. whatever they did to oh yeah, they had to get heat when the when they were in the, the national charge. You gotta get heat on that thing. Stick it in the oven, we'll read it. Uh but anyways, that was the Fantasy Zone. We won't sit here and ramble. Uh, if you want to, you can still vote in the poll. You can still de- discuss it as you, w- as you wish in the Discord. Thank you, Skybusters, for, for bringing us the Fantasy Zone. We'll go ahead and we'll hit the quick hitter here, Josh. Uh, we're still going with Gar's Golden Shower this week uh, over Gar's Grinder just because, you know, I think this guy, uh, this guy this week actually took a golden shower versus uh, being a grinder versus, uh, you know, being showered in gold. I think this was more of a golden shower situation. And... Uh, this week's Golden Shower recipient was Justin Fields. I mean, anyone who watched that game knows Justin Fields is having a bad time. I don't want to... I do and I don't want to shit all over him. Because obviously Justin Fields is a human and he was having a tough time. I, th- I think he was visibly crying on the sideline just because he was having a real a real tough day. But I mean, that was... He had a real tough day. And so uh, I would be remiss to not recognize that uh, he was taking it hard and long from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if there was ever a welcome to the NFL moment, that had to be it. So, Justin Fields, enjoy your golden shower. Remember when he said that the game speed was slower than he expected? I, I mean, that was change that. That was the preseason, Josh. All right, let's move yeah, on to the well, podcast you know, playlog. Um, yeah, actually, we're going to go back to this best wide receiver uh, okay. conversation because, according to NFL.com, oh, here we go. 
Yep. Don Hudson's number two. Suck it, nerd. I don't I don't care about what that one ranker said. It clearly goes it clearly goes in my mind. Jerry Rice for goats. We're talking Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O. are the top three. No question. Well, you know, it's okay to be wrong. T.O. six on this list, so I, who made the list? Is it Adam Rank? Brett Favre. He did that. Elliot Harrison. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know who that he is. Doesn't even have his brother Marvin Harrison in the. Oh, you guess yeah, number nine. All right, let's keep her moving, Josh. Huh, pal? Podcast play along. How'd we do last week? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I came I in dead last. Why do you not want to talk about? It? I was I think, dead last. I, think I was second to last. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a podcast. We are frauds, Josh. Do we just hang it up right now? Do we just see if uh, Mr. Landvik and the Skybuster want to take over since we're frauds? Only if we get uh, royalties. <laughs> there you go. I'm in. Uh, no, but podcast play along happened, uh, obviously, as it does every week. Who rocked week? That would have been week seven. Good job, Garlic, in updating the notes. Uh, Larissa, actually, we have our first female winning a contest. Shout out to Larissa. A uh, good friend of mine. She had 163.46. Uh, now that we've had a women win a contest, I want to see a women top three. That's my last dream for the season after trying to introduce uh, a plethora of women. But shout out to Larissa for winning the contest, uh, handedly as well. Big Daddy Kush, who seems to be unstoppable, came in second with 149.18. Uh, and then Cody, that would be Carmel Bear's future brother-in-law, uh, he got 145.72. Uh, the standings from last week, Big Daddy Kush himself actually increased his lead. Last week he had uh, 706.86. This week he has 742.48. Um, so he increased his lead by what is that 35 points so good for him um uh lucky hammer also increased his lead he was in second last week and he is still in second this week but he went from a 675 to a 688 and then cody knocked Derek out of the top three Cody's now uh, in the money, getting his money back currently with a 683.52. I, th- I still, last week, thought Derek was the team to beat. He's got that one 190 performance or whatever. Uh, but after that, he's only got, he's got like four 120s. He's got the one 190, 196, I think, and then like four 120s. And then, uh, you know, Big Daddy Kush over there, he's got uh, like a 160 and then, you know, a 150, 140, whatever. So, um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone's going to be able to catch David at this point. He's putting up some real good scores. Obviously, a lot of weeks left, what, uh, 10 weeks left, but it's going to be tough, Josh. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We got time. Are you seven weeks in? Is there any sort of strategy you're going to change from uh, what you've done to, you know, try and get some higher scores? Maybe some bigger swings you're going to take. Maybe you'll get some lower scores, but maybe you'll get some higher ones as well if you gamble bigger. Yeah, I mean, you know, instead of uh, picking with my eyes closed, I might actually look and see who I'm putting in the lineups and uh, uh, go from there. Your your jokes are predictable, and I love it about you. Josh, speaking of lineups, you and I came in absolute last last week. Who was your you, – we pick a stud or a dud every week. Last week, who'd you have? And how'd they do? Well, I just want to say my guy scored points, uh, but I had Darnell Mooney, who was a wide receiver for Chicago, 5,900. He got 4.9 points, which was 0.8 times his value. Not a stud, not necessarily a dud when you think about value, but... uh, I mean, 4.9 points isn't getting you to the Big Daddy Kush level. I'll tell you that, pal. No, no, but on the value scale, you know, 
He got right about that value. Gar, how'd your guy do? Let's talk about that. Let's break this down. <sighs> All right. Well, Sterling Shepard was perfectly healthy on Tuesday. Let it be known. When we do our podcast on Tuesdays, he was perfectly healthy. Wide receiver for the New York Giants. And uh, Thursday, he had some sort of setback in practice, tweaked his hamstring or something, and then he didn't play Sunday. So, you know, you can sit here and shit on me all you want. But at the time, Sterling Shepard was a good pick. And if Sterling Shepard plays this week, I would still have him in your lineup, who, again, is a wide receiver for the New York Giants. But uh, I don't know if he's going to play this week, Josh. Who knows? Maybe he's on a bye. I'm not even keeping track at this point. But a guy I really like this week, we're going with uh, CJ Uzma, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati's been lighting it up. I think Joe Burrow has been benched two weeks in a row because they're handedly beating their opponents. They're playing the Jets this week, and uh, they just seem to be in rhythm. Whatever uh, you know, Joe Burrow and CJ are doing, it seems to be working out. So that'd be a very valuable tight end at 57 hunch. And uh, yeah, I don't think he can go wrong with uh, CJ Uzoma this week. What about, uh, so I think he's going to be a stud to be clear. Josh, who do you got? Um, I actually was going to have that as well. And then I saw that you would put him in there, but uh, <laughs> nerd. Yeah. So I went with a dud and I picked Elvin Kamara uh, running back from new Orleans versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has got a pretty solid run defense. Uh, we saw what they just did to Justin Fields, and um, you f- I feel like uh, Winston's going to want that revenge game so much, he's going to go back to the 30-for-30 30 30 Winston um, that we all love to watch. He's going to throw, gonna throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions in one game? That'd be impressive. Yep. No, he's going to do that, but none of them to Kamara. Kamara's going to be a dud this week at that $8,400 mark. Gotcha. Interesting. Okay, well, we got a stud of CJ, and we've got a dud of Alvin Kamara, folks. Lock it in for your Week 8 contest, for those of you who are playing along. Josh, what's next? My quick hitter, uh, Josh's Joker of the Week. I went with something we've heard before. Very I went original. with the Bears fans. Again. No, I'm just kidding. Not necessarily the Bears fans, but um, your golden shower, Justin Fields, is my Joker. Um, he went out there. He looked lost. Um, that offensive line didn't help him any, um, but just in general, it was, you know, that, that meme that's going around now of him on the sideline pouting, I guess would be the official face, but, you know, looking upset with every, how everything shook out, got some good ones going, um, saw him on the log ride wearing that in Disney world. Um, there was, you know, my face when, um, Tom Brady's beating you with his avocado ice cream. There's just a bunch going out there. So my joke of the week is Justin Fields and the Bears offensive line on Sunday. Oh, man. Well, we'll see what happens. Um, let's move on to the Hidden Oaks highlights. Hey there, pal. What do you say? Yeah. I think before we talk about anything else, who cares about the side bet? I know that's why Brian's here. Who cares about any of that other shit, though? We The, the breaking news, the, the real story here, the real gem of a story, Hammer... Uh, I guess Andrew Hammer. I was going to say Hammer last name, but Hammer is his fucking last name. Andrew Hammer. This fucking guy won his first game of the season. Woo! We're going to have to go ahead and call collusion because it was against his wife. What? We all know. Yeah. Jamie Jamie probably left her phone open. He changed the lineup around. And that's how he got the win. Here's uh, here's Hammer right now. I can I can hear him. Hold on. Let's uh, let's tune in live to the Hammer household. No, we are not eliminated. I am very calm. But you're te- we are going to methodically well- come back and win this thing. So there you go, Hammer. Uh, at one and six, he's gonna he's gonna come back and win this thing. We'll see it happen. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Hammer for winning his first game of the season. He's not dead yet. Uh, what was the side bet, Josh? Though, and who won it? Who done it? Halftime. 
Team with the most total league points after seven weeks, we had Skybusters winning it with 927.65, which was 1.45 over Jeremy. Yeah. And Pre- also, I, just a sidebar on this. This side bet's stupid. I shouldn't have just copied and pasted, and I should have actually looked at them all because <laughs> this one sucks. <laughs> Is it just because you're like, uh, you know, bottom two for points four? Or? No, no, it's not that. It's it's just because, you know, if you're not, because you could have somebody pull ahead way far ahead of people, and then it's just like, well, okay, that's a simple five bucks. So I apologize, League. Uh, we can blame the commissioner for approving it, but <laughs> I will take the responsibility. Let it be known. I did ask if anyone wanted to be the side bet commissioner, and literally, literally no one responded. Um, so, you know. You get what you get. Uh, but yeah, Brian, you get five bucks coming your way. I know you don't have Venmo because you're a fucking ancient stone tablet, but um, if you want me to Venmo Bradley, five bucks. If you just want to wait for if you get any more winnings, whatever. But you got uh, five bucks in your name sitting in my bank account right now. And uh, Pribs, I saw you tune in live. Uh, Brian beat you out by less than a point and a half to take that five bucks from you. So if you want to fight anyone, Pribs, fight Brian for uh, for taking your five bucks. Um, blowout last week, though, we got Mr. Landvik listening live and maybe he's listening live josh because he had the blowout of the week the go joe burrow over the hot chub time machine he won 179.6 to the hot chubs 127.5 that's a 52.1 differential uh mr landvik was firing on all cylinders uh do you think this guy is uh is starting to peak now maybe he was uh you know waiting in the mist a little bit getting his team right and now it's going to be the go joe burrow all over us uh for the rest of the year you know, it could be without Joe Burrow and uh, Jamar Chase have been playing. So um, that is that is a scary team. Then he's got Kamara, who had a good game, although he's going to be a dud this week if you listen to the fa- play, play along. Bench him, Eric. Um, bench him. Bench him. Uh, but no, I think, yeah, he's got a solid team. Um, so good job, Eric. And then who was the nail-biter of the Jeremy's week? Jeremy's still undefeated. Uh, <laughs> nail-biter, uh, we've got Josh beats his pregnant wife by 0. 0.7 <laughs> points. Um Oh, I literally did. I, I, I beat Nikita by 0.7 points. I don't see what's so funny. Um, but it actually came down to that last drive on Monday night where the Saints defense got back-to-back sacks uh, with like a minute left in the game because I was losing 99.5 to whatever. And yeah, so I was like, well, okay, this sucks. Time to go walk in the middle of traffic. And then, nope, they got back-to-back sacks to save my life. Dang. Well, there you go. So, I mean, obviously you were joking in the Discord about you and your wife were playing for naming rights, or at least you used a joke name. Were you and your wife between two names here? Obviously your child's not born yet. Were you playing for a real uh, baby naming right between the two of you? I don't know why you would consider that a joke name. Um, but uh, What no, was the we name just for the people who didn't see it? So, yeah, for the people who didn't see it, I think that uh, a classy name that we're going to see come around a lot more often these days is uh, Sir Coonslosser Favre Mitchell. Um, and Just to so be clear, is been, Sir his first name, or has he already been knighted somehow? It's it's Sir, you know, and then there's, I think I forgot the hyphen is his name, but you know how Spider-Man has a hyphen, and that's his name? Sure. It's, it's Sir Coonslosser, so it's one big name. <laughs> that's very elaborate. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's better than whatever uh, Elon Musk named his kid. <laughs> That's true. So, Josh, you beat your pregnant wife just barely. All right. Well, Josh, the highs and the lows table is always your little pet project. So uh, who were the highs and who were the lows? 
Oh, I once again reclaimed my uh, my my title as the worst quarterback decider with Justin Fields scoring three. Uh, we also had Peyton Barber with zero for running backs. Mike Davis with one for running backs. Two wide receivers with zero. Um, Mon St. Brown and then Donovan People-Jones. Uh, tight end uh, went from the high last week to the low this week is Mark Andrews with 7.8. Devontae Parker in the flex with zero. And then the Jets defense with a solid 11 under zero, negative 11. Uh, and then Brad McManus kicker with only two. That roster would have gotten you a total of 2.8 measly points. By that, far the worst week we've had. Negative 11 is a real killer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, sorry, Nikita. Um, in the highs, we've got uh, basically the Eric show. It's uh, Burrow, Kam- Burrow at quarterback with 30.8. Kamara uh, was the number one running back with 34. Um, I showed up with DeAndre Swift, 28.4. Cooper Cup was the top wide receiver, 37.6. Um, Jamar Chase with 34.1. And then uh, the aforementioned CJ Uzuma with 24.1 in the tight end spot. Mike Evans in the flex with 31.6. Um, the Bucks defense with 18, and then Graham Ganome put up 15. That roster would have gotten you 253.5. Yeah, I mean, Pribs is sitting here bitching that he had a couple players on the lows list, and he still beat me. We get it, Pribs. You beat me. Um, Josh, do you happen to believe in divine intervention? So I was going. I was had my own bye week struggles last week. I had to drop some of my some of my depth pieces. I dropped Tony Pollard. I dropped Melvin Gordon just so I could uh, just so I could field the lineup this week. We'll see if I you know learn, move to regret it here in the next coming weeks. But um, Mike Davis was in my running back two slot. Okay, Mike Davis had put up double digit. Um, points in PPR every week he played this season so far, okay? Mike Davis seemed like the surest thing to at least hit me that double digits in fantasy football that existed, so easily slid him into the RB2 slot. Mike Davis gets one fucking fantasy point and because of that, Jeremy is undefeated because he only beat me by like four or five. Do you believe in uh, Divine Intervention, Josh? Did I get fucked by the gods? No, I just think that you picked a bad player. Again, Mike Davis. I know, I know. He had been consistently getting a certain amount of points. Um, It it happens. It's part of the game. I'm sure he'll come back and uh, dominate by getting a triple-digit game against whoever you're playing this week um, because the person you're playing this week has somebody who has COVID um, and then buys and is most likely going to be trotting out uh, Sony Michelle or Ronald Jones for their RB2. So, you know, you might, you're probably going to turn it around this week. Well, I don't know who that is, but... Yeah, it could be anyone. They they continue to change their team name. I, I've been... Okay, just so we're talking about team names for a second. We're kind of going long here in the Hidden Oaks highlights, but this is worth mentioning. For about six weeks, or no, probably about for about three, four weeks now, I've been thinking we need to give advice to Hammer on the Pod that as long as he just changes his team name, he'll get an easy win. Because when you went from whatever to team name, you got your first win. And obviously, it didn't sustain success. You got some more losses as team name. But Hammer, from like 0-3 to 0-6, I was, I was thinking Hammer. I got I to gotta let this guy know on the pod, just change his team name and he'll be fine. Because Catch-22 obviously isn't going to do it, but he got his first win without changing his team name. So maybe if you change your team name now, Hammer, you can start putting some wins together. Just a theory, just a thought. But uh, I wanted to get that out because I've been meaning to every week on the pod for the last couple weeks and I forgot. So... Anyways, Josh, uh, we're moving on to the next side bet here. The side bet for week eight is the, well, it's really not much of a memorial anymore, but uh, the Gronk Memorial Challenge, another copy and paste beauty. 
I guess he's been on IR most of the season, so you could call it a memorial. But uh, this is a side that's going to be won um, by the team who has a tight end that is closest to 69 yards. You can be over, you can be under, but as long as you hit that nice uh, 69-yard mark or are the closest to it, you will win an easy, measly five bucks, Josh. you uh, Who's your tight end? you think you're going to get it? Uh, my tight end is a um, a question mark at this point in time. Um, he's I have Cole Komet, but I'm going to be dropping him. Um, yeah, so we'll see. All right, well, Josh, take a look at those uh, week eight matchups. Do you see any blowouts or any um, any blowouts or any nail biters in the future here coming up? Obviously, we play each other not for rights of the podcast, but maybe for rights of your child. No, I'm not going to be willing to do that because I already mentioned uh, how you're going to be destroying me. How is it that we're, you know, in that kind of meaty part of the bye weeks, you know, those middle weeks where most teams go on a bye? Last week was bipocalypse, but then, you know, you'd, you'd expect there to be a little bit of an aftershock. How is it that your entire team is not on a bye? Like, you have nobody on bye. Well, Josh, I had all my buys last week. I had Josh Allen out. I had Dalvin Cook out. I also have Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox on this team. I took my buy lumps last week, and I lost to fucking Jeremy for it. I could have taken down the undefeated monster. I could have slayed the dragon, but I had all my buy weeks last week, so I get none this week. You're welcome. Okay. So I should just enjoy being ahead of you in the standings for now. Got it. Yeah, I wouldn't get used to it. Uh, I want I want to see Jeremy get blown out just for vengeance. So I'm thinking that Henry going to give it to you. Uh, Garrett himself is going to blow out Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He's currently projected to beat him by 14. Uh, Kyler Murray, Derek Henry, that is a dangerous duo up top of your lineup. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to say Jeremy gets blown out. And I'm definitely not saying that because I'm petty at all. I'm going to go with uh, um, Garrett getting blown out by Jeremy uh, just because I think it's fun to be contradictory. There you go. Okay. Well, my nail biter this week, I think I'm going to go with, uh, it's going to be the Skybusters in Catch-22, because Skybuster seems like he's going to score 60 points or he's going to score 180 points. And, uh, you know, Hammer's been rough. I'm going to say, how about this? I'll put a stipulation on it. If Hammer changes his team name, he will blow out the Skybusters. If he doesn't change his team name, he's going to lose in a nail biter. That's, I'll put that out into the universe. We'll see how Hammer responds. Yeah, I will. I'll live with that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll double down on that. Uh, let's move on to the medical minute because I like it. You like it, okay, Josh? Well, uh, Dr. Jamie Hammer took a little bye week of herself last week. Totally acceptable. It's not like she has a whole ass doctor job where she's working. You know, probably hundred hours a week. She doesn't have a whole ass baby at home or nothing. So pretty unacceptable. Uh, oh, Prib said no love. I got to go. Ah, oh, Pribs, we'll miss you. Um, <laughs> I do love you, Pribs. Uh, but no. So yeah, Medical Minute. Uh, Jamie was off last week. She's back this week. And she t- wanted to talk about Mallet Finger. Obviously, Josh, it happened to Russell Wilson. You threw it into the Discord just to kind of see what uh, Jamie could say about it since she's a real-ass doctor. And so let's just, without further ado, let's hear uh, Dr. Jamie Hammer talk about the Mallet Finger and Russell Wilson. Hey, guys. Dr. Jamie Hammer here for this week's Medical Minute. I'm here to talk to you about what's plaguing Russell Wilson, and we call it Mallet Finger. There are two tendons that help um, move the very tip of your finger. You have one that helps you flex it towards the palm and one that helps you extend it all the way open. If you tear or rupture that tendon that helps you open up your finger all the way, that's mallet finger. So you'll notice that the very tip of the finger is kind of bent in towards the palm. This can either be 
caused by um, suddenly jamming the fingertip or sort of like shoving it into the ball or something that's standing in a stationary position and it causes a sudden flex. That area where that tendon inserts, it has pretty low blood flow and so it's very commonly ruptured there at that site. Also you can often get a fracture which is a pretty significant injury. How do we treat the mallet finger? The very first thing that you want to do is splint it in hyperextension. So you push it past the point that it normally sits at rest when it's straight and you splint it in that position for six to eight weeks. You cannot cheat. If you take it off when you sleep, you take it off when you shower, you have to start all the way over again and start that time clock over for another six to eight weeks. Usually during this time period, we say absolutely no contact sports. Um, and also you have to remember that you have to wear this while sleeping. Then after you seem to have some good healing, you've got good nerve flow, good blood flow, then at that point you can try to do a splint just for two to four weeks, only at nighttime, only when you're playing sports. If you're still not having any healing, you often have to go to surgery, and as we know from Russell Wilson, this can lead to a pretty prolonged recovery. Hope you've learned a little bit about Mallet Finger. Hit me up in the Discord for next week's topic. Thanks. Well, Josh, do you have any immediate thoughts about the Mallet Finger? Howie. Well, that was that was deep hard hitting journalism, Josh. Well, I mean, ow, yeah, it sounds fun if you have to keep it hyperextended for you know a bunch of time. I know he got pins put in his, so um, I think that helps keep that in place. But owie, yeah, I'm someone who's personally never really had to do rehab or physical therapy because I've never done anything worthwhile that I could get myself injured, but I would have to imagine that there could be no worse recovery process than be having to be that consistent with something for six to eight weeks. And then if you screw up at all, you have to start over. I would, I don't know, Josh, that sounds like an unaliver to me. That'd be tough. Even if yeah. it's just your finger. Yeah. <laughs> but. Sorry. Are I'm you okay, to Josh? Here. I'm still working on my fave Favre. Give me a break. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, this is a great podcast. I'm not going to edit out any of this dead air because we're definitely not going to go over an hour tonight. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Jamie Hammer. Um, I, I guess more I could add is you, you please see plenty of um, finger injuries in the NFL. I mean, there's you know, a, a quarterback can easily get his uh, finger jammed on a ball just from like a wily snap or the quarterback not looking at the ball. He's you know, looking downfield instead of when he's trying to catch the snap out of the shotgun or something. Or the center can just jam it in the wrong area. Um, so, I mean, even in practices during during training camp or you know throughout the week practices there's a lot of teams now who for a similar thing trying to protect the quarterback's hand they'll wear pads on the outside of their helmets so they'll like pad the outside of their helmets just in case that uh, you know some sort of defensive lineman or whatever gets too close to the quarterback uh, in his release and his follow-through and then if he accidentally jams his hand or his fingers on the helmet there's padding there to try and protect the quarterback's hand so there's some teams who are taking actions to um, to protect their quarterbacks and obviously we are a we're a league that is doing everything it can to protect quarterbacks do you think there will ever be a time where uh there's padding on the outside of helmets in games no probably not gotcha. no, um i i, I just yeah i just i guess it's an interesting question never thought about it too much but i think that there's too much uh I think that they'll focus on the padding on the inside before they start adding it to the outside for hands and stuff because it's a violent sport. Hand injuries are going to happen. Um, I've had, you know, jammed fingers and stuff in practice, and those are no fun. Um, but uh, it's, uh, 
Yeah, I don't I don't see them going to the diaper helmets that the Vikings had during uh um training camp or and other teams had, but um those would probably help with some of those, you know, bang bang injuries where hands get smushed between face masks or you know, the helmets, but uh nah. Sort out the week. No time for that. Football's too fucking macho for all these pansies out there, huh, Josh? Yeah, they should probably just super glue a bunch of thumbtacks onto helmets. <laughs> that's that's one way to do it. Take a take a Chris Jericho or a Mike Foley type bump. They're just on a bunch of thumbtacks. That'd be tough. Uh, but anyways, thank you, Doctor Jamie Hammer. As always, um, you know, there's a there's a we're starting to accumulate a list here in the medical minute. But I'm sure Jamie um, would love to see more ideas, so she can try and pick and choose as she goes down. So if you'd like to hear anything else, whether it's sports related or not, from Doctor Jamie Hammer, go ahead and go to the Discord and hit up the medical minute channel and throw out some questions. Don't show any pictures of any rashes on your genitals. She's not going to do that for you, but um, whether it's affecting you or affecting a loved one or just something you've always been curious about and you want to hear what a doctor has to say, you know, you, uh, you'll miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So go ahead and throw it in the Discord and just maybe Jamie will talk about it. But Josh, let's go to the fan favorite Faye Favre segment. This is what all the people are always coming for. They love it. They love to hear themselves. And, uh, you know, I think it's their right to be excited about the segment that they're featured in. So. This week's topic was places to hang out, and so this is kind of the first topic of this year where we've eliminated some options from um, from the criteria. I wanted to do no hidden oaks or like you know just default into your parents' house. I think that's kind of kind of a cop out. Um, I wanted the list to be a little more interesting, especially since a lot of us did a lot of hanging out in the neighborhood um, growing up and this and that. So we eliminated um, hidden oaks or your parents' house as um, as qualified answers, but otherwise we got places to hang out. And uh, sometimes we talk about our thought process before we go, and sometimes we talk about it after. I'm all ready to go. I'm all ready to play these. So uh, let's just hop right into the fave five places to hang out. We got four submissions this week, and let's go ahead and hear from Dr. Jamie Hammer first. Let's see what her what her places to hang out are. Hi, this is Jamie with my four favorite spots to hang out. I'm going to say that this list is pretty much a reason why everybody should move to Duluth. My number four spot is Tisher Creek. It's a super cool river that runs through the um, Northland, and you can walk along the trail. You can walk within the river. You can walk on this paved trail. People of all skill levels can hike this area. Number three is Superior, Wisconsin. Andrew and I like to do this thing called Tour de Superior, where you start at one crappy bar on one side of the city, and then you just walk your way across Superior. There's like 40 different bars that you can drink at, and it costs like 14 cents for a beer. Number two spot is the Lake Walk up here in Duluth, just right along Lake Superior. You can start at the old Fitgers complex, walk all the way down a canal. Lots of tourists, lots of happy people, lots of great beer to drink. And number one is Wisconsin Point. It's where I got engaged. It's where we look for sea glass. You can have beach bonfires. What's not to love? A Duluth heavy list from Jamie. Josh, you obviously spent a lot of time in Duluth. Uh, not to throw you under the bus, uh, maybe more of your time in Duluth was spent inside or on various uh, substances or liquids. So maybe you didn't go check out all these different, um, you know, nature uh, walks that Jamie's talking about. But I'm sure you spent plenty of time in Superior drinking. Any of the, any items on this list jump out to you as a Duluth uh, student yourself? I actually uh, didn't spend much time in Superior drinking. Um, I really. Didn't. I wasn't 21 for the most part. Um, my only, my only really uh, vivid superior memory is um, when I was 20, turning 21 in a couple of weeks, we went to a restaurant up there and 
I believe it was the anchor bar and I got kicked out because I asked for water and I wasn't 21. So, um, yeah, it happens. Um, but they have a strict 21 plus policy in there. So I never did much in, in superior. Interesting. Um, I thought the Scotties would be a little more lenient. Little. And it was like just noon o'clock on a a Thursday or something. (laughs) Get the hell out of here, kid. Yeah, but obviously Jamie doesn't know what she's talking about. She might be a doctor, but Duluth is an awful place to live. Oh, um, no. I did all the outside stuff. I did all the inside stuff. It was, it's literally the average age is 45 because you're either being born like Dylan out there or you're 90 getting ready to retire. There's no in between. Uh, you can't count the college kids because that's not their actual residence. Um, the ones that don't get out of Duluth are the ones that get tricked by people like Jamie that say it's great. And they sign on mortgage and they're trapped. But, uh, Jesus, I didn't know you had such a strong opinion anti-Duluth. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, it's it's just too touristy. There's too many people. We God. need another plague. Okay, well, uh, COVID-19 wasn't enough for you, huh? All right, let's, uh, let's move on. We got three more submissions to go. We'll hear from Walters next. Walters was the last one to get his submission in, but I like to respect the more regulars, so we'll save those ones for the end. Let's go ahead and see what Walters' fave far of places to hang out are. Yo, it's your boy Walters here coming at you with my oh. fave far places to hang out that aren't hood-related. Coming in at number five, we have Classic Bowl. Back in the day, me and the boys here in Coon Rapids would go to Classic Bowl for free bowling on Thursday nights. That would be 8 p.m. to midnight, even though I'd have work the next day. Still be a lot of fun. Next one, number three, Uncle Louie's or any hole-in-the-wall restaurant that serves breakfast. Uh, pretty elite for your uh, hangover from the night before. Number two... Any place that plays some shitty cover band, one of my favorite uh, live bands here in the metro area. And then number one is Buffalo Wild Wings. What better way to drink beer, talk shit, and uh, watch sports all at the same time? All right, guys. Bye. All right, Josh. Uh, you obviously are no fan of Walters. I'm not sure if there's anyone in this universe that is a fan of Walters, but uh, what do you think about that list? Eh, it was all right. He had some good spots on there. His intro to the whole process was a little bit too over the top. A little too much energy for your somber self? Yeah. Yeah. You, you got to be that monotone. You got to be, you know, the Childress type monotone and, and just go from there. Yeah. Read the room, Walters. Jesus, what are you thinking? <laughs> um, who do we want to hear last, Josh? I already know your answer, but do we want to hear Brian last or do we want to hear Al last? They're both our live listeners right now. They both regularly call in. Who do we give the walk-off shot of the fans? Do we give it to Brian or do we give it to Al? We give it to Al. Oh, okay. Look at me for you know selling you short, being so short-sighted. All right, let's hear Brian next then. Brian, your fave far of places to hang out. What do you got, pal? Hi, this is Brian with my fave far of places to hang out that aren't in the old hood. Number four is a place that's called The Point. That is a place we go every opening day of duck season for as long as I can remember. We show up there well, 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 well before sunrise, sit by the bank and listen to the world wake up. It's an awesome place. Number three is Black Hoof. Black Hoof is a piece of land that my brothers and I bought, uh, 180 acres up in northern Minnesota, where we are going to spend a lot of time hunting and stuff. 
Number two is South Dakota. I uh, love going to South Dakota. I do a lot of duck hunting and goose hunting uh, over there. And my favorite place to hang out is at the top of the points for leaderboard in the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football League. Suckers. <laughs> oh, man, Brian. <laughs> he wasn't even up top last week, so he just had to really, he just really had to get that shot in. Huh? I mean, that's well played oh by God, Brian. Yeah. He is, he did strike when the iron was hot, so to speak. He is currently hanging out up top of the points for leaderboard, and he's got $5 to show for it, but goddamn. Oh well, boy! You know, he, it may be his favorite spot, but uh, you know some some people have favorite spots and they haven't been very often. So correct. Yeah, I wouldn't get used to it. They're a bright guy. All right, let's uh, and let's just uh, one other note. When Brian said he's got a black hoof or whatever, it's 180 acres up north. Uh, he said he does like to hunt and stuff. And to me, when he said and stuff, it was just a little too ominous for me. Is Brian a serial killer, and that's where he hides his bodies? Yeah, didn't you get his emails? Oh, no, I must not be on that list. All right, awkward. Well, just avoid, Brian, if you don't want to end up in Black Hoof. Uh, All right, Josh, the walk-off shot for the fans goes to none other than Willie, a.k.a. Audio Al. Let's see what his fave far places to hang on are. What's up, guys? This is Al coming at you live with my fave Venetaries of the week. (laughs) I'm watching this game here. Seattle, they're frauds. Come on. Change my mind. Uh, Number four, favorite places. We got... uh, Cowboy Yaks downtown. That was that was a pretty hopping place back in the day. Uh, number three, we'll go with uh, the park. You know, you play some pickup basketball or whatever you want to do. Number two, go with just just wherever my friends are. You know, it's always a good time. And number one, we'll go with your mom's house. Yeah, that's one. That is definitely my favorite spot to hang out. So uh, catch you next week. Josh, I didn't know that Al and Anita were good friends. When did that happen? What do they do? Do they crochet? Maybe bake? Okay, come on. We know he's talking about Sally because of the sandwiches. How fucking dare you? Sally would never associate with someone who <laughs> who does a podcast with a guy named The Sauce. He would never. Or she yeah, would never. Right. Uh, but uh, what do you think about the Cowboy Jacks, Josh? I feel very confident to make your list. So, And you've probably been there a time or two. What do you think about the Cowboy Yaks? Once again, like I said, for Jamie and the tourists, there's too many people. Not a big fan of the the downtown bar life. So um, I've been there a couple times. It's all right. I mean, I think the only times that I have been there, you go on the roof. That's kind of the popular spot. And, you know, you're sitting there and you're realizing, hmm, everybody's shoulders smell. I wonder what my shoulders smell like because they're so packed up together. So it's uh, not a fun time. All right. Well, thank you to all the fans. A shout out to Al for that walk-off shot at your mom's house. Shout out to Brian, who's hanging out atop the points for leaderboard. Josh, we got our own Faye Favre's. Uh, what was your process this week for your Faye Favre places to hang out? I did a panic decision uh, about 30 seconds before the segment. I yep. mean, the podcast. I mean, uh, last yep. week after the pod. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, but uh, really, I just kind of went with places that I still remembered that I went to. Okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, places, you know, where kind of spend a majority of my time, um, either at influential points of my time or um, just with people and you know, just activities there. So um, I kind of went, I know we had some people do some more broad um, topics. I have some more uh, narrowed down um, locations. So yeah, that's, that's about uh, 
That's about the gist of my thought process. Gar, did you have anything? I mean, not really. I mean, I just kind of picked some spots that came to my mind of, you know, places I spend a lot of time, whether it's, you know, I go back every year or whether I've spent a lot of time there once or kind of however all it works out, all, all my fave far of our time or our places that I've been to very frequently. So, I mean, that's, it was pretty simple criteria in my mind, just places you hang out that aren't your home or in the hood. So, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't struggle too much. Do you want the walk-off shot or not this week, pal? Um, no, I think it's your turn, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I'll take it. I don't, we don't need to take turns necessarily. It's just how good we feel about our list. But all right, Josh, any your number, any honorable mentions, or do you want to hop right into your number five? Um, I'll do my honorable mentions at the end. Um, so my number five is going to be uh, we're going to go with the Hamlin Football Stadium entryway. There's a subway right in there. Got so many lunches from them. Um, always get a little bit of you know the extra slices of cheese for free on that. Always nice. Um, but that's just where a lot of the, you know, players met, hung out, a lot of the homework got done, a lot of the, um, talking about game, talking about football and that sort of thing. So a lot of, a lot of time spent in that, uh, old stadium entryway, uh, chowing down on subway. Rock on, man. Well, uh, I got a couple honorable mentions myself. I don't need to hang them for the end. Uh, Hawaii was on my list. I've only been there three times. And yes, you could argue that tourism is slowly destroying the land for the natives and their economy and all this and that. But very selfishly, I do love going there. It's an experience like no other. And I'm, I'm sure I'll be there a handful more times in my life. Uh, i got a couple family members that uh, have timeshares down there. So I love Hawaii. b has made my honorable mentions as well. We've spent a lot of time there over the years watching football and shit. And uh, another honorable mention for mine, we're going back here, Josh, we're going back between uh, 2005 and 2008, we're going to Mr. Pika's uh, classroom, I was obviously famously a member of uh, Good Morning Northdale, and I spent a lot and a lot of time hanging out in that classroom before and after school, editing the show and this and that for uh, Good Morning Northdale, so... Just some fun memories there. But my number five place to hang out is going to be the Sioux Pass Ranch, a.k.a. the place where Wee Fest takes place every year. I've been going to Wee Fest just about every year since, I don't know, 2007, 2008, something like that. So I spent a lot of time there. You get to laugh at all your drunk friends and family members. And, uh, you know, if I could be a dirty, disgusting pig for a second, the women are usually dressed to kill out there as well. So plenty of great scenery to laugh at and to, you know, gawk at. So love me some WeFest, love me some Sioux Pass Ranch. Josh, your number three. Uh, my number three uh, going to be a place that I'd, I'd be shocked if it wasn't on your list, I guess. But then again, you've been a lot more places than me. Um, I've got Blainbrook Bowl. I'm just thinking back to Manlaw, Garlic's Angels type days. We spent a lot of time hanging out in the Blainbrook Bowl. Um, I even spent a lot of time hanging out there with Nikita and friends even as I grow up. Uh, probably, you know, a little bit different situation. Had to have, you know, eyes on the back of your head because you didn't want to get jumped. But uh, when we were kids, it was kind of that place to be. Right, and Josh, actually, Blainbrook Bowl wouldn't have been in my honorable mentions, but I didn't want to give away the item in my list, which is my number three, which is actually Ham Lake Lanes. And I know that might be controversial for you know the junior threes and the junior fours out there. We spent a lot of time there as kids, but I spent a lot more time as an adult at Ham Lake Lanes, mainly due to coaching and then bowling with my dad and then bowling. We had the Turkley Wranglers at one point, so I think um, my memories, maybe a little bit more recency bias, but a lot of good memories in Ham Lake Lanes, you know, to coach the kids and being you know a two-time state championship bowling coach but also spending time with the dad with you nate megan uh whoever else came through uh to bowl on that sunday bb's league for a while so ham lake mans is my number three 
What's your yeah, number I mean, two? That, that could be a that could be an honorable third mention for me. Um, I, I just I just don't think that Nate ever used the appendix excuse multiple weeks in a row for not paying at uh, Hamlet Lanes. That's true. Um, so, uh, but my number two is going to be uh, good old Blaine Baseball Complex. Spent a lot of time there, whether it was actually playing sports uh, for a, a city team, um, playing for the school team, um, or just hanging out because I believe. We went over there with Hidden Oaks crew members and friends more often than uh, than I can remember uh, to play some pickup baseball. And, and so a lot of time at BBC. Um, not that kind now that you guys are all older with dirty minds. It's the Blaine Baseball Complex. Right, yeah. The the British Broadcasting Corporation is a fan favorite of mine as well. But um, yeah, no, Little League Park, Quincy Park, the BBC, all great places to play some ball as children. Uh, my number two is going to be the Holiday Inn in Alexandria, Minnesota. Um, it might sound odd, but you know, a bunch of my family, mom's family specifically lives in the cities or lives up here in DL. And so Alexandria was kind of, not quite in the middle, but it's a good middle point. One of my aunts works for Holiday Inn and has for pretty much her entire fucking life. So she gets, you know, sweet rates on rooms and so for thanksgiving christmas every year thanksgiving weekend um we've gone to alexandria for a lot of years we've done a lot of time hanging out there playing volleyball shooting the shit watching family members get drunk playing poker all that fun stuff so that's my number two is the holiday inn in alexandria josh you're number one my number one is um wisconsin dales um kind of the whole thing just because every year we go out there with uh, my dad's college friends got a lot of kids my age we're all getting we all got married around the same time a lot of us have had or have or have had or are having kids around the same time so i grew up with these people uh can't just narrow it down to one or two locations just because they pick a spot almost every year um so i've been to all the water parks been to all the places out there to do things um but uh, it's always fun just to get together and do that every year Rock on. Well, uh, I think that's good, number one. I've been only to the Dells once, I think, maybe twice. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun can be had in that town, especially in a bathing suit. Uh, my number one, Josh, is this uh, This one was my number one only because I can get fat there exclusively. Uh, we're going to go with Cootie, Hootie's Cafe and now the additional uh, little bar as well. It's all, you know, connected. So I've spent a lot of time getting fat at the Hootie's Cafe and then hanging out at night at the little bar. It's just a real fun atmosphere, really, really good food, reasonable prices. Um, lot of, a lot of friends are going through there. My, you know, if I make it, not that I'm going to make a lot of new friends at this age, but, um, yeah, I try and bring everyone I know there at least once or twice. So Hootie's Cafe is a great spot and, uh, I love to get fat there and, uh, Melissa does a good job with everything she does on that menu. So shout out to the Hootie's Cafe for being my number one place to hang out. Josh, the topic teaser next week, and I know it sounds like you're going to be having a child within, you know, the next maybe, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours or so, but you have, you've assured me that we're going to keep going, we're going to be steaming ahead, and if not, we're going to save this topic, because it's a good one. Last year we did, for the ladies, we did Hottest Actors. Next week's Fave Five is going to be the Hottest Actresses, and so I'm excited to see what all the horny male listeners will come in with. Don't forget about a raffle as well to call in and get those raffle entries. Josh, any final words before you become a dad? Opacus. but i'm also expecting uh brad to have like six or seven different submissions you know on wednesdays i think these are the top my fave farf uh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of beautiful women in the world, Josh. That's the way she goes. But, yeah, I mean, we got Discord and shit. We got Anchor out there, you know, hiddenoaksoverdose.com uh, as well. That's pretty much it, Josh. Uh, yeah, good luck uh, being a parent. Nikita, good luck with uh, birthing a child. Later, everybody.
Bye. Bye.